You're listening to All Things Azeroth, episode 679. This one is for Toasty in Mexico. Today's sponsor is Audible. Give a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. That's bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. Nearly 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Today's show is also brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at tryexpressvpn.com slash expressata2020. That's T-R-Y-E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash expressata2020 for three months free with a one-year package. Visit tryexpressvpn.com slash expressata2020 to learn more. Finally, we are sponsored by Funko, maker of the world's broadest selections of vinyl figures, from pops to dorbs, rise to mugs, and so much more. Check them out at bit.ly slash FunkoATA. Coming to you from the exotic land known as Canada, eh? You're listening to another episode of All Things Azeroth. Now we present your awesome hosts, the always stalwart and honorable Maedros, the commander of the fell and master of demons, Vandeth, the non-vegan meat shield, my warrior brother, Toasty. And the high priestess of the Everlight, Owie. She ain't from Canada, but it'll work. It's the internet. Just go with it. They are bringing you your news from the world of Warcraft. This is All Things Azeroth. And welcome back to All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. I'm your host, Mendros. And with me, I have Allie. Hi, Allie. Hello. It helps if I unmute myself. Did that you know is that? a very helpful thing to do, yeah. <laughs> just, you know, just a wee bit, you know. A bit. Hi. Uh, I'm good. It It's Monday, but I survived. I was like, okay, the show's tonight. I can get through work. It's okay. And, and I survived, and I'm here, and it's all good. Yeah. I, I'm glad you made it. Me too. Do you know who I think is also glad you made it? Um, Toasty, who's not here? Yes. Because I, I don't think he wants me to just be alone. <laughs> but because we need a Toasty replacement, a, a fill-in, a stand-in for Toasty, we also have Nick. Hey, Nick. Hey, how's everybody doing? Good, Yay, you? Nick. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Well, glad to have you here. All right. How are you doing, Medros? You can't skip you. Well, nobody asked me, so I was going to move on. Well, I'm asking you now. Fine, then. I am doing all right. Well, deal with it. All right. Um, I, I'm going to say out of the, at the top of the show, uh, I will not be here the next two episodes after this. So I will not talk to Toasty for like three weeks, four weeks, some like, many weeks, uh, because uh, I have training for a second job that I'm, I've picked up. So I, I will be uh, not available on Monday for a couple weeks. So, so that means instead of poking fun at you, you have to poke fun at Toasty? I mean, you could alternatively either A, not poke fun at anybody, or find somebody else to poke fun at. I thought you brought me on the show for my sassy nature? That is one of the reasons, yes. <laughs> I can confirm the sassiness was a critical part in the decision. <laughs> well, at least we're on the same page, I guess. Indeed. It's really really uncomfortable when you're not. Because, you know, one person's at, like, the death scene, and one person's at the romance scene. It's really confusing. And awkward. Very. <laughs> Man, you, you don't want to be on the... Yeah, you don't want to be there. <laughs> uh, how was your weekend out wow, there, Allie? It was good. I ran ICC a lot. <laughs> really? I can't imagine why. Yeah. <laughs> For a show that I didn't get to put out because ICC is big. <laughs> There's a lot going on and it was just the combination of work-life balance and podcasting and doing everything for ICC and trying to make it a special episode. It was more than I could do in one week. So unfortunately, I had to put it off a week, which... Made me really sad, but to make up for that, I got together with some other lore people and had a, a fun chat with them on Saturday, speculating about Shadowlands, and I'm really excited about Shadowlands. So that was fun. 
And since Toasty's not here, I can share raid stuff. We still haven't beaten Azoth yet. We did get to phase three finally, like, and then died momentarily (laughs) after we entered phase three. So we didn't get far, but that's okay. It's an old god. It's the last god of the expansion. It should be hard. I'm okay with that. But we did go and beat Heroic Rathion and Heroic Skitra. So that was that was good. That's some progress there. I have a question. What? And as I'm editing this episode, I'll make sure this actually makes it in. Um, it's the last god of the expansion. I'm kind of curious how many gods we've had this expansion. Well, it's the last boss. Did I say last god of the yes. expansion? <laughs> well, if you think about it, we had the... Wait, 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 wait. We had the Loas. Which are wild gods. So, yeah, we actually had a lot this expansion. So it kind of technically is the last god of the expansion. Wait, we, we fought below it? When, when are we, uh, there were raid bosses, though? What are we, what are we counting here? Because Gahoon was technically an old god. So, so that, it's that, another type of god, you know. Like. Yeah, so, so we're, we're at least two there. And then when, when did we fight the Loas? Well, we didn't fight the Loas, but there were many gods in this expansion. And this is the last one we're dealing with. I mean, we dealt with one one zombie. We didn't fight him, but like. And this, folks, is the you know, sound of an alley trying to backpedal and cover her mistake. Hey, <laughs> it counts. Could, could you argue that Ashara has godlike powers and therefore would count as a god? This expansion. No. She wants to be a god. I mean, in her mind, she is. I want to be right? a god too. Does that mean I'm a god? No. You don't have godlike powers. Neither does she. She's close. I mean, Nick's not wrong. She's a powerful mage, but she's not godlike. Well, she's like the most powerful mage, like on Azeroth. Well, she was until we killed her. I hope. I assume. Maybe. Oh well, no, she's bad. Ah, uh, oh, damn it. Oh, she. That. It's, I mean, if you do, when you do the raid with your nephew or whatever, you'll see what happens in the raid. She's in there and things happen. I'm not doing the raid. Yes, you are. (laughs) You'll be dead during during a couple of fights, but you're going to do it. I'm not doing the raid. I'm not getting them out. (laughs) Yes, you are. I will not let a dragon corrupt me intentionally. (laughs) It's just not happening. Have you seen how cool the mount is, though? Yes. Come on. Yes, I've seen how cool the mount is. It's so cool. I don't disagree with your assessment. However, there are small pro- there's a small problem with that mount. It comes with these, these leathery, dragon-scaly strings attached, and I'm not willing to accept those strings. <laughs> Speaking of those strings, I did more horrific visions. Because I'm really, really enjoying them. Hold on, you, you never answered the, the critical question. You did a bunch of ICC. Did you get the mount? Of course I didn't get the mount. That would have been the first bleeping thing I led with <laughs> if I'd gotten the mount. Hey, maybe you're burying the lead. Who knows? I I would, I but no. Like, I just, I would have been exploding with excitement. It would have been all over Twitter. Everyone and their mom would have known. My mom wouldn't have known. She wouldn't. She would have noticed. Sorry. Well, then fine. Not your mom. Someone <laughs> else's mom. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> I did my glad you're on the show there, Allie. Are you just glad you're here? I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I got my neck to seventy nine. I'm glad about that too. And just you know, plugging along. And I'm going to be running a lot more ICC this week. So there's that. Gotta research. Exactly. Maybe. I mean, if I happen to get a mount in the process, then, you know, G-Darn. Uh, if you get a mount in the process, like, that is going to, like, be the cap of your show. Like, you can't do any better than that. I mean, that's how I got Rivendare's mount. I was doing show research. <laughs> Fair enough. There you go. Yeah. Just, just gotta, gotta, have, gotta have a purpose when you're going there, not just a mount run. Yes. Purpose. <laughs> Yeah, that's about it. All right. How how you been in there while there, uh, Nick? What's your wilding like? I've, I've been doing well. I've been uh, focusing lately on Mechagon, trying to get the the meta achievement there. 
and I'm pretty much just down to having to run the reclamation rig and do that little event and get the super collider and make the 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 the, the mobs there all bigger and fiercer and then then uh, burn them down. And I feel like this was a mistake that I made that for as long as I've been on Mechagon, I'd always see people like, Reclamation Rig is up, let's all go do that. And I'm like, yeah, I'll get to that later. And now I'm over there and nobody's over there to do it with me and I'm just getting oh, my no. butt kicked. So okay. I'll, I'll get it at some point, I'm sure. I probably just need to like put together a group and group finder or something. But uh, other than that, I've, like I said, I've, I've got most of the stuff for the, uh, the meta achievement down. So I'm like this close to getting it. So ho- hopefully, uh, hopefully the next time I log in, we'll we'll see. That'd be good. And then and then I'll get that circle wheel mount, and I'll use it like once, and then I'll be done. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I want to uh, see what a Torin looks like in that mount. I should just like. Right? Should I just like screenshot myself on all of my mounts and send them to you? Because. <laughs> <laughs> you keep asking that. <laughs> only the only the ones that would seem odd. I want to see a torrent <laughs> on the smallest mount possible that doesn't adjust to its size. I have to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> when I don't get the achievement in the next few weeks, it's not because I won't have uh, been doing the reclamation regular, because all I've been doing when I log in is just cycling through my mounts and taking <laughs> screenshots. I just pick like one mount a day, like hit your your, your random mount button and like pick one a day and it'll be fine we'll have content for a long time yeah i would have content for a long time but... nick's daily mount screenshot of the day that sounds like a, a a twitter account that i don't know who would want to follow just like torn on a mount of the day and it's just me on a mount i'll just every day just tweet one thing out Maybe I will do this. I don't know. This actually sounds kind of interesting. <laughs> that I'm thinking I would it. follow it. It'd be great. People can guess what the next amount of the day is going to be next. If they guess it right, they like get points or something. That would be fun. Yeah. But maybe that's just me. I feel if anything that's worth guessing is how long I'll do it before I'm just like, yeah, I'm done. This, this was not fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> maybe like the first week would probably be fine, and then kind of like peter off after that. Well, the thing though is, once you've done it for like a week, now you've got the you've got it in your your routine. Like it's part of your habit now. You're like, oh, I got to do that before I go to bed or whatever. And, oh, and that's then, true. Then you got yeah. momentum. Yeah, just oh, change games. It'll be fine. I have to think about this. <laughs> maybe instead of daily, it could be weekly. That would take that would that would go on forever. Maybe I should just do a podcast about it. Just do uh, a whole episode. Just like this is my mount. Let me describe it. Let me talk about how it feels to ride it. How it what I can feels. do with it. <laughs> this week in Torin Mounts. Oh, that just wow. I'm just not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so Medros, how was your weekend? Wow. Uh, my weekend, wow. Um, I logged on several times, did mission tables, and considered doing emissaries, and then logged back out. Didn't really have a lot of time, unfortunately. I uh, was very busy trying to get stuff, uh, sort in the house and stuff, and, and preparing for uh, a few things, so... Didn't really have a time to play too much WoW this week. Um, and I'm really hoping to get back into somewhat of a regular schedule playing. At least a, a night or two a week. Uh, actually, with this new job coming up. Because um, uh, I'd like to play some WoW. And I, and I kind of miss it. So, But yeah, didn't play a lot of WoW this week. Uh, just did very, ba- very, very basic stuff. Uh don't think I even left Morales even a single time. So, that was, that was my week. Alright, uh, but it's time for our first sponsor. Our new sponsor is Funko. If you haven't heard of them by name, you've definitely seen their products. They make collectible vinyl figures from a bunch of Blizzard universes, from Warcraft to Overwatch, Heroes of Diablo, even more from outside the Blizzard universe like Firefly, Marvel, and Doctor Who. Now, I like to highlight a Funko Pop each week, 
And this week, I'm going I'm to dedicate this to, well, to our friend who is who's lost on a beach in Mexico. The poor baby. Yeah, he, he's 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 not here, and I, and I know he would just love to be talking about how awesome this Funko Pop is, but he can't because he's not here. He's he's in Mexico instead. So we're talking about the gelatinous cube. <laughs> A, a, a classic mob from Dungeons and Dragons, and uh, I'm sure Toasty would love to own a Funko Pop of this, wouldn't you? Get, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, I would think so. So if you, if you, I mean, if you are curious, I, I believe his birthday is on the 19th of March. And if you want I to have send 16th in my head, okay. but maybe it's the 19th, around the middle, middle or so of, my, of March. If you do want to send the gelatinous cube Funko Pop to Toasty, uh, even send multiples. Feel free to. I'll pass them along to him and uh, let him know that the listeners care. He's gonna kill me. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, gonna be funny. Oh yeah. But yes, this is a limited edition uh, Funko Pop, uh, but I'm sure it'll be available to the public in due time, um, so definitely check that out. Uh, if you do want to check that out, or many other Funko Pops, uh, definitely go to bit.ly slash FunkoATA, check out their online shop, and you shop 10 to save 10% on your entire purchase. That's bi2.ly slash FunkoATA, and you shop 10 to save 10%. I want to thank Funko for their support of the show. Alright, so it is a new month. I will not make the same mistakes as I always do. What is coming this month in World of Warcraft? <laughs> a lot of things, actually. It's going to be a busy month. So this week, from the 1st through the 7th, we have Darkmoon Fair. As well as the Battle for Azeroth Dungeon Bonus Event, the 3rd through the 10th. Which is good times and great way to get gear if you're just coming back to 8.3 or you've been busy. From the 3rd to the 10th, we also have the PvP Brawl South Shore versus Terra Mill. We have the Pet Battle Bonus Event from the 10th to the 17th. We have Wrath Time Walking, my favorite time walking, from 17th to the 24th. We have the PvP Brawl Packed House, also that week. We have the mini event Ungirl Madness, the 17th to the 19th. Trial Style comes back the 20th to the 24th. We have Arena Skirmership bonus event from the 24th to the 31st. The PvP Brawl that week is going to be Classic Ashran. And everyone's favorite, World Quest bonus event, the 31st through April 7th. Don't forget to actually pick up your quest this time. And uh, also, it's a good way to get more rep, which is helpful. Yeah, Atosi, don't forget. Pick up the quest. I say too toasty who's on a beach in Mexico. Well, at that time, he won't be on a beach in Mexico. Is there a quest to go to a beach in Mexico? Because I'll, I'll take that quest. <laughs> right? uh, yeah, I mean, as long as it pays for the airfare. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's talk about some WoW then, shall we? Yeah, you know, there wasn't a whole lot this week. I mean, there's one kind of bigger thing to talk about, and then a bunch of, like, little things. Since we're all kind of just waiting for Shadowlands Alpha to drop any day now, please, Blizzard. <laughs> please. But uh, one thing I did want to bring someone's attention, because I was super... No. Oh, I mean, you could check. No. I checked right before the show. Yeah, Alpha still not launched. No, sorry. No, okay. Sad day. <laughs> So for those who have been doing the assault out in Vale, you'll know that when it's, you know, the Black Empire assault, you have to go all the way down into like this underground area and like way in the back to kill the last boss you need for the assault and then run all the way back outside to go turn it back in. It's tedious and annoying. Well, Blizzard wisened up and put a nice little handy dandy portal right there to get us back to where we want to actually go. So it just, you know, is a quick way to get from outside the Mogushan Palace and uh, or to get back there, which uh, I am very grateful for because that saves a lot of time. Thank you, Blizzard. I wish we'd done this sooner, but I appreciate that you're doing it now. That's it. Easy peasy. 
I was just really excited about that, and I wanted to, wanted to make sure they knew they put that in. But another thing to make things easy peasy, especially if you are like some and you don't have your cloak yet. Do you want to tell us about that, Nick? Yeah, so uh, Blizzard put up a page on the website. Uh, it's basically just a cheat sheet, as they call it, for the uh, legendary cloak, uh, where it outlines the 15 steps that you have to go through. It's that, was it, like a three-hour starting quest experience like for 8.3 that, yeah. that everybody was talking about? Uh, that most people had done uh, back when 8.3 launched, and everybody was like, oh, it's so long, I didn't know how long it was going to be. Um, well, now they outline the steps for it. So if you didn't spend your three hours doing that the other week, or you haven't, you know, even if you broke it down over a few days, you haven't completed that, like me, who's only on step four to meet with King Fearis and Remiken and complete an assault in Oldham. <laughs> so that's, now I know, now I know exactly where I am, which is actually a little bit helpful. Because yeah. before I'm just like, okay, I know I'm like about maybe 30 minutes into a three hour thing. And now I can be like, okay, I'm on step four fifteen. So, uh, yeah, you can go check that out and find out what exactly you need to do to, uh, get your cloak, which I, apparently from what I understand is pretty useful for the 8.3 content. It is, especially if you're going to do any of the visions, whether it be heroic heroic you feel heroic doing them whether it's the horrific visions or the minor visions what's nice about this is while you're going through that intro quest like i don't know how you felt medros but as much as i loved it i also like felt like it just kept going and on one hand i was okay with that and on the other hand i wanted to get my cloak so it's it's just nice to have an idea of where you're at in it that reminds me of like back in the day going through Vizier the first time yeah. where you're like, I'm underwater. I just want to get out from being underwater. How much longer does this zone go on for? And the second time, like and I, I didn't enjoy it the first time because the whole time I'm preoccupied with when am I getting out of here? When is this over? I just, it, this feels like it's going on too long. The second time I did it, once I understood like, okay, I know roughly what I'm in for here. I was able to just kind of relax and enjoy it. And I thought the zone was much better. So I, I think it's one, I'm, I'm glad they put this up because when you get into something like that, you know, you know, it's one of those things like, you know, there's so much content here. You think about uh, like Raid Finder or Dungeon Finder or, you know, whatever, you know, when you get into some of the group content, you know exactly or roughly how long some of this stuff is going to take. You know, you're going to be raiding for a few hours. You know, this dungeon's only going to take maybe 15 minutes if everybody can burn through it quick enough. Um, you know, it's good to have an idea for, you know, how long you're going to play for on a given session and how much you can accomplish. And to be like, oh, I've only got 20 minutes. Let me try to finish getting my cloak. Oh, I just did another quest, and I don't know how far along in the journey I am to getting this. And if you do that for a few days, you can feel like it's just dragging on without really getting a sense of where you are. So I think yeah. this is a nice little thing that they did. Yeah, definitely. So, so Medros, I want to ask, now that you have this nice handy-dandy list... Do you feel more motivated to go get your cloak? No. <laughs> but this makes it so handy and easy. I'm sure it does. Toasty's not here. I had to at least ask once on behalf of him, you know? I'm sure if Ro was here instead, he'd be going on it a lot harder, so. <laughs> I mean, I, I can do that if you want. No. You sure? Yeah, very, 100%. <laughs> Perfectly certain I am correct on this. I'm good. Okay. I appreciate your thoughts and consideration. You know, I'm just, uh, just trying to help out. <laughs> Anyways, another thing I want to help out with is, for those of you who do run horrific visions, or maybe you're just getting into them, you might find these little crystals. They're kind of orangey and red, and when you click on them, they disappear. I know my first few visions that I saw those, I was super confused. Eventually, I found out that you collect those throughout the vision, and you turn them into an ethereal dude, and you actually get more mementos. And so Wowhead has actually put out this really nice article about where they're located in the Orgrimmar horrific visions and apparently there's a total of 10 of these odd crystals and if you've never seen the ethereal guy like when you're looking at where the final boss is like where Thrall is 
he's off to the right kind of tucked behind one of the huts over there and once you turn it into him he disappears so don't turn it in until till the end you know you're just about done but it's definitely worth finding because even just one of those crystals gets you 20 mementos two gets you 45 if you find all 10 you get 425 mementos which is a lot i think the most i found one run was three which got me 75 mementos so that is pretty nifty and pretty great there's three in the twisted area there's four in the like those high corrupted areas and there's four in the the lost areas so if you see those click on them they're actually pretty handy in stormwind they're also there as well and the ethereal dude is located as you're looking at the cathedral like that first building to the right of it he's in there so get your odd crystals turn them into the dude get your mementos it comes in handy because then you turn them in for your research that lets you get better at visions and it makes it easier so go click on things it's fun so if I was to get some of these things, would I then not have to get a cloak? Well, see, you would need the cloak to actually enter the vision. No, no, I'm not entering the vision. I'm entering the raid. I want to be able to do the raid without having to get a cloak. Oh, you can do the raid without the cloak. I want you to win. But the, you're going to die match. on two of the bosses. That's not very fun. The tricky part... In case anyone else is being stubborn like Medros and knocking your cloak, is that you have to be able to actually hit Nazoth in order to get credit for killing him. And if you don't have your cloak, you get mind controlled right away and you don't even get a chance to hit him. And then you don't get credit. What so... if I what if I am the first attack on him? But but you're not. Cause once you even that just damn like dragon does it, doesn't he? Oh, bastard. <laughs> I'm not telling you things. Kill stealer. That's what he is. Kill stealer. I'm not telling you things. Of course not. You aren't. You're <laughs> reveling it. But instead, what you can tell us is about a little uh, wow token action going on. But but wow tokens aren't a thing anymore. Nobody buys those anymore, do they? They do. Well then, uh, so Blizzard announced this week that they are, contrary to what they had previously stated, but only in a limited way, bring the WoW token to WoW Classic in China. So uh, right now, it is currently limited across the board. No, no, to- no tokens in. Uh, in classic, uh, they want to keep the economy and and everything in a good place, and they've announced that they are going to only in China bring WoW Classic tokens called the uh, what are they called here? The World of Warcraft Time Badge, uh, and this will allow you to basically do exactly what token does. Uh, it basically allows you to trade gold for a token that can you use for game time. The alternative is you can buy a token with money to trade for gold. So, um, it, it sounds from what I've read here, this is pretty much exactly like a token in, in North America. Uh, it is just there for WoW Classic. Uh, I assume that there is a very different uh, gold economy over in China, and therefore they don't really feel the need to limit it like they do here in North America and Europe. I don't know if I see exactly when this is going to launch. I'm not seeing a date in the post here, but I imagine we'll see this in the next little while, and I'm sure the value is going to be uh, pretty pretty, uh, impressive really early on. Uh, If I recall tokens went off pretty well in China for vanilla, or for uh, main series games, and I think they're still pretty high, if I recall. I don't know the exact to- exact value these days. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, what do you guys think of this? Do you know Does this you bring anyone... 
Good. I was going to say, does anyone know, is gold selling like a, a major problem in China? Because I would think that it's if you're putting happening. this in, yeah. the, that would could be the reason why, is that the gold sellers are just running away with the market over there. Yeah. Um, and I think the other thing to consider, too, uh, is that, like, you talk about how the price fluctuated on the, the retail servers uh, back in, was it Warlords when this came out? I think and, so, yeah. Um, but gold, you know, was it around, I think Wrath really is, is uh, Wrath to Kata is really when, like, the gold, the gold became so much more readily available for everybody. Um you know, to look back at classic and how, you know, how hard it is just to get that one, one gold. Um, I, I have to think that the price, that the price isn't going to fluctuate as much just because there's, I guess, unless you're a, a gold farmer, there's just not, there aren't that many people out there that have a lot of gold to be throwing at these tokens that they're going to, I think the price is going to have to stay low just because that's how the economy was. Yeah. Uh, looking at uh, a wowtoken.info, uh, which has a historical value of tokens uh, across various realms, uh, or various regions, I should say, um, China's peak for gold was 572,000 gold for a token. Um, it, its low point looks around 80,000, uh, and it's currently around 200,000 for a token. So it's it's fairly close to ours, but... Uh, when you look at North America by comparison, uh, our peak was um, 210, and it's now 140. Our low was like 16,000. I remember that. I, I should have bought more tokens at the time, damn it. <laughs> oh, you and me both, my friend. You and me both. I, I am very much regretting the days of uh, the not getting, you know, back when I had 5 million gold, not getting like 18 tokens. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's up to 19,000. I'll wait till it goes down again. No, no, that was a mistake. <laughs> no, you know, I think everybody was, you know, once it hit 30, we're, it should have been like, okay, it, it's just not going to go back down. It, it It's going to stay and keep going higher. And, and if you look at the thing, like, even, though, even going back, if, you know, in September of 2018, when it was down to 113, that would have been a smart choice as well. Uh, because then it went back up to like 120 or 200,000 again. Right, um, I, I made the mistake right before uh, BFA launched. I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't think the token's going to go low. I think BFA is going to launch, and the price is just going to go higher. And the price was like one eighty five, one ninety, and I blew all my gold on the tokens at that time. And then, like the next oh, day, no. BFA launches, and the token drops down to that one thirteen value, and I'm just like, no. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I will. Well, now, now I'm going to be watching for Shadowlands. I'm going to wait till Shadowlands launches to blow all my money. And then I'm g- probably something different's going to happen this time, and I'm just going to get screwed. <laughs> probably. Well, I'm wondering. I mean, these high high numbers. Are we still going to see it that high in classic? Because getting that kind of gold in classic is crazy. Y- y- okay, uh, I agree. Um, it was crazy until they brought in the gold for quests. However. There was traditionally one segment of player uh, that was very good at making gold. Uh, and I don't want to be stereotypical of it in any way, shape, or form here, but um, they happen to be a lot of people from China. And, and and if there is a segment of player base that I'd expect would be extremely good at, you know, that area of play, I would expect it to be them. And that could, like like we said, you know, it could be a reason why this is going to exist. Plus, I know some people have made the point that for a lot of Asian players, they have to play at internet cafes and and pay hourly to do that kind of thing, which is, you know, be able to do play for game time with the token helps them out a lot, too. So I can see that. And I know there's a lot of people who are upset about this and completely disagree because that should be classic. But that doesn't mean it's going to be over here. And if that's what works for, for them and their, their culture and their play style, that, that's great. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to come over here. You don't have to assume that it will be, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like I saw on social media more people saying, like, don't worry. This doesn't mean they're bringing it here. Then I actually saw people worrying that they were going to bring it here. Right. 
that's that's good. Uh, I would say that it is absolutely a possibility, but I wouldn't say it's a guarantee that they'll bring it to North America. Um, they they are very observant and concerned and and careful with the economy. Uh, they always have been. So I, well, I'm I would... confident they would be very cautious if they ever decide to bring it here to make sure it wasn't going to overly impact on the economy. Well, I would think, too, that this is sort of a, a you know, like a, a, a public test. Like, they're floating, just by putting this out there in China, they're getting the reaction of everybody in North America, like, whoa, what are we doing here? And I don't, I don't think there's been all that many people, like, clamoring, like, yeah, you're doing it in China, let's do it here. I haven't really seen any kind of movement in that regard so i would think if, if blizzard was thinking about doing it in north america judging by the reaction that they're seeing i would have a feeling they're they're uh they're reevaluating their decisions there yeah hopefully they will take the uh the the player base's thoughts into, into account here but yes uh if you are in china this is definitely a, a very good thing for you i think I also don't think you're listening to this podcast because I, I, <laughs> you know, I, I don't think this is the, the show for you guys. Sorry. Me how? <laughs> Nick. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, let us move along, shall we? All right. So, uh, so a few things happened with regard to classic in addition to this uh, Chinese token here. Um, one is a classic PTR listing showed up i guess it showed up what in the launcher was, was where people started seeing this or, or it was listed as like a separate so. product uh, from what i understand um but yeah the, people thought that was weird like why is there a classic ptr technically we played through all this before doesn't that kind of count as a ptr but uh, i guess blizzard is uh they're as they're doing further releases of content in particular arathi basin and zolgarub uh that are coming up uh, soon it looks like on uh, what, march 10th Am I seeing that right? That they're uh, they're coming for that. Um, so as those things are, are coming up, they're putting them onto the PTR or Classic to be tested. So you, if you want to, you know, go and make sure that Arathi Basin and Zulgarub are all working properly. Also, the uh, the Dragons of Nightmare, those four dragons that yes. they were uh, they were up recently in the in the retail for the anniversary event, like uh, yeah. a few months ago, and now they'll be up in Classic all the time. So you can go check that out as well. Yeah, the the content from Classic, I mean, yes, you could definitely look at it like we've already tested this, we played through it, but that was very different hardware we played on, uh, both on the server side and our side. Uh, there's a lot of changes in the technology, and they want to make sure it runs right. I guess what I'm surprised about is that they're getting around to this now. I mean, I know we had, we did have a proper Classic beta, or at least a you know period of beta testing for that. Uh, and I'm surprised that with the prior content updates that they pushed out, they didn't have the PTR in place. I guess maybe they found doing whatever internal testing they were doing that they're like, yeah, we'll just do a regular PTR for this. It's probably easy enough to do. Well, not easy enough to do, but as far as they have the methodology for it and the, they know what they're doing with PTRs, so they can just roll that out. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I remember those dragons, and I, I know that they killed a lot of players back in the day. I, I they killed me many times. Even recently, I know I did them in I did them in retail, not this anniversary, but the last anniversary when they first came out, and that was, ooh, that was a hot mess. <laughs> people just didn't know what to do at all with them. They killed a lot of people. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm used by the Wildhead article that links some of the. Uh, very memorable pieces of gear that were available back in uh, in Zulgrub. Zenrock uh, Destroyer of Worlds. I, I know some people who are real mad about that because they didn't get it. But RNG got to love it. Alright. I think that's it for news. Yeah, like I said, they're just there wasn't a whole lot this week. Just a lot of little things. So, Nick, tell us more about you. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's talk about our second sponsor, 
And that is the great folks over at Audible. Uh, you can get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. That's bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. Now nearly 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Now, as has become a standard this episode, uh, thank you, Toasty, for not being here and allowing us the opportunity to do another Dungeons & Dragons piece of content for an Agnes <laughs> Week. Uh, so this week, our book pick is of Dice and Men, the story of Dungeons and & Dragons and the people who play it, by David M. Ewalt, narrated by David M. Ewalt and Michael Naramore. Let's give it a bit of a listen, shall we? Patch them up. I'd like to think I did my part in combat, too. Shooting searing rays of light out of my fingers, stunning enemies with thunderclaps of sonic energy. Sometimes I'd summon a giant badger from the celestial plains and command it to do my bidding. Few things end a fight quicker than a magical weasel chewing on your opponent's leg. I am not a wizard, but I play one every Tuesday night. To be nerdy about it, and trust me, there is no other way to approach this. I am a divine spellcaster, a lawful neutral 12th level cleric. In the world of Dungeons and Dragons, that makes me a pretty major badass. Dungeons and Dragons, or D&D to the initiated, is a game played at a table, usually by around half a dozen participants. It's sold in stores and has specific rules, like Monopoly or Scrabble, but is otherwise radically different. D&D is a role-playing game, one where participants control characters in a world that exists largely in their collective imagination. All right. Stone, if you're listening to this, Magical Weasels, next episode. <laughs> uh, they should be chewing on Toasty, I think. Just saying. Anyways. Uh, yes, yeah, so definitely check out that book and many others. Again, that's bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. And uh, we thank them for sponsoring the show. And thank you, Toasty, for letting us do more D&D content this week. <laughs> Poor Toasty. Well, it is time for our question of the week. And we got lots of answers to this. So the question was, what is your personal favorite piece of WoW music? And... Let's see, looking at the Discord, uh, we had WookieBH, uh, who said, that's a terrible question. You might as well ask me which of my kids is my favorite. Uh, it's the baby, by the way. He gets into way less trouble. I think you need to like, really embody the, 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 the voice of the person who made it. So then I'm sure <laughs> you got it just right enough there. Well, uh, well, I don't know. For some reason, that quote just speaks to me. I, I understand it on a very, like, it's, it's part of my soul. But uh, we had Brawl, who said, how does anyone not say Grizzly Hills? We had Frazzle Rock say, there is a piece, it's in the Molten Core, and also in ATA's pre-show playlist. It is guitar or dulcimer. It's a specific portion of the classic soundtrack. We had True Villain Manny say, Night Song from Cataclysm. It's filled with fantasy and magic. And Erlina, the music at the end of the Pandaren starting zone when you're flying in on the balloon. You'd think I'd play more Pandaren so I could hear it more often. And from Twitter, we have the following. Zendara says, This knee? Post YouTube link to... Oh, Lament of the Highborn. Okay. Uh, WookieBH also says, Gonna go with Way of the Monk from Minutes of Pandaria. <laughs> now, excuse me while I go rethink that decision 80,000 times because wild music is always so good. <laughs> Zakad Utah says, I went with the cinematic track, but Way of the Monk is pretty awesome also. Hashtag, it's the Eru. Uh, Stud says, I love the music in Grizzly Hills. Master 77 says, all of it. Okay, okay. I can't just give one because it's impossible, but original WoW launcher music that has been masterfully reworked into every expansion launcher music. Goblin theme, Frostfire Mountains, Tassara Lore City, and there are some now, now some amazing variants. Lich King, and I'm pretty sure they could go on and on. So, uh, just... Ben Davis one says, yeah, it says the grand end of discussion. Uh, so clearly a lot of people, Ali, are agreeing with you on the Grizzly Hills answer. Oh, it's so good. As does Multizorb, except I didn't know it first. <laughs> so Multizorb posted on Twitter, F sharp G A G, F sharp G, F sharp G, F sharp D E. And I l could not figure out what it was. I legitly Googled to see if I could find some 
tabs or something like what it could potentially be because i knew i know multi-zord and i knew this just had to be an actual thing and so i actually hit him up on twitter i was like so are you just being sarcastic or is this actually a thing and i, cause I tried to find it and i just could not could not find it and while he admitted that he could be sarcastic a lot of the time his answer was grizzly hills okay so, so that i guess is the opening to the grizzly hills music i guess <laughs> which actually I can hear. Yeah, totally. It's good. Uh, I'm not surprised to answer that way. If I remember right, he actually does music stuff for a living with teaching and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> that was really creative. At just some damn food says, everyone says totems of Grizzamaw. So I'll go with my second. That's got to be Ironforge. Was my first big city and realization how big the community was. The song still brings it back. Want to sell Enchant's AH Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> At Only in Dweeb says, Nothing but, wow, nothing beats nice, peaceful Grizzly Hills music while being chased to chased to your death by all those worgen. At Frozen Priya says, Night Song, Pride of the Seas, Invincible, Storm Stout Brew, Warbringers Jaina, Can't Decide. God, I feel you there. And at Mangelstein says, I'll always remember the first time I entered the house above the dead mines, how the music changed, and I still love it like 15 years later. So I have a question. How many times mm-hmm. this week did you hear the Invincible music? So many times. It's ridiculous. How many times? <laughs> could, could you like hum it off the top of your head at this point? You went a little robotic. What? Uh, could you like hum it off the top of your head at one at this point? Almost, I'm almost there. By All the right. end of next week, I probably will be. I can just break. No, I'm not going to break into song. That would be a bad idea. <laughs> but yes, I heard it a lot. It's really good, and I agree. Like last week, I really stumbled on how to answer this, and it's nice seeing that other people kind of have a hard time deciding too. See, I, I, for me. WoW has always had three things that are incredible about it. One is the art, one is the lore, and one is the music. And it always sad me that I just, I, I grow tired of the music early into an expansion. Like, I'll listen to it for the first few days. But then I'm kind of like, okay, I've just heard this thing, the same song, like, the 30th time. I need to, like, mute. And I just can't listen anymore. Right. It makes me sad. Because it should be, it's awesome, and I want to hear more of it. That's when you pull up on YouTube music from another zone, and then just listen to that while you're playing in the other zone. And then once you're tired of that, you go back to listen to the music for the zone you're in, and you'll be you'll be ready for that again. True. See, I've done a lot of, so I really like Wrath. I'm sure it's already made very clear, and there's just so much great music in Wrath, and. Sometimes when I'm working on show notes, I literally will just pull up Wrath music and just have that on in the background. Hey, Ali, I have a question for you. What? Do you, like, invite all your trolly friends to the show? Like, is it your friend? <laughs> like, is well, it Manny is my here? friend. <laughs> well, Manny is my friend. I, you know, I'm not, like, I'm not feeding that to him. Okay, so you're not you didn't tell him like earlier this week or this weekend like oh Toshi's not here so like come control Medros a bit in the channel more than you usually. I mean do. we we did just record a show together on Saturday, but I did not say hey Manny, you should come on Monday and give Medros a hard time. I did not okay. say that. All right. Okay. I'll believe you this time. <laughs> we he did he himself did make a joke about him you know trolling me in chats when uh when uh, of shows i'm on and stuff yeah but he's not trolling you he's trolling me that's true he oh. was invited by creep craig apparently there, there, there there's that an answer right there so much it does so much there's a lot right there <laughs> oh so i have a question for nick uh-oh uh-oh so apparently i was a little surprised because here i'm thinking that you would pick like Mulgore or something like that for your music. You didn't pick anything torn related? Mulgore, well, like I said, there's there's like, all of it is good. And so, I, I 
Mulgore is great. I'm not gonna, you know, um, I, obviously what Totems the Grizzle is great as mentioned. Yeah. Um, I mean, pretty much any. What, there's the one part of the Warlords Draenor music where like the music really picks up. That I really like that. Um, it's like I said, like it, it's like trying to choose like your favorite kid. There's just so much good stuff. So <laughs> yes, I know I didn't pick something technically torn, um, but no, the, the Mist of Pandaria music. That's like all. Really that whole good. soundtrack is great. Um, I'm actually, I'm really excited. One of the many, many reasons I'm excited for Shadowlands is to actually get a chance to play Miss of Pandaria, like, from beginning to end, because I took a break from the game towards the end of Kata, and I didn't come back until it was past halfway through Mist. I think Timeless Isle came out a month or so after I came back, and at that point, I was super behind and also, my guild was on the verge of dying, and no one was logging on. But, like, I was at a point that because I was behind, like, I was just rushing, 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 rushing. So I feel like I've missed a lot of the story and music and things like that that you appreciate from expansion when you're in it the whole time because I was too busy rushing. So I'm actually really excited to go through Miss, and one of the reasons is the music, you know, on top of story and stuff. Mists has some of my favorite leveling content in the game, so yes. Yeah, that's what everyone says. I just, like I said, I was too busy rushing, so. I'm excited. Well, thank you all so, so much for your answers. This was so much fun to look over and to see what everyone said. So great. Our next question is, how would you like to see Blizzard implement tokens for Classic in North America, if they were to do so? Game time only. Yeah. Like, you you, you can basically, and, and uh, pretty much it ends up being a one-sided marketplace, because you can't have, um, you can't have people spending money to get, um, to get something that they could just trade for a, a game time that they can get cheaper. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like to see, um, I, I, I'd like to see it be something that is not going to negatively impact the, uh, the economy. Um, back in vanilla, the economy was very, very volatile for anything that would throw it off. Like gold, gold sellers and gold farmers were like, almost a death knell it felt like so i definitely want to see that be a very cautious thing they do um and not have it be something that will basically cause an inflation of, of costs and the the available gold like i don't want to see what happens on a, a beta or a an alpha when everything is going for so much money because people are transferring over characters with like half a million gold so that's kind of my my feelings on that what do you guys think i would i would think um one i again i'm gonna say i don't want them to do that but if they were gonna do it do it only on certain servers and just say this is a server where you can use the token and we don't care if the economy gets all messed up on the server by playing on this server you kind of opted into that messed up economy the other servers, they're still pristine, and you know they have to like allow free character transfers onto that server to be able to use the token and whatnot, um, just so people can self-organize. Um, I mean, maybe that would be one way they could do it, but um, I'm 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 firmly in the uh, yeah. Let's let's not do that camp. Yeah, I would rather them not. I mean, if they were to, I do agree, Medros, like it should just be like purely gold or whatever. But at this point that's not something that we necessarily need here. And honestly, I just personally don't want to hear all the complaints and whining and stuff if they do implement it. So really, I don't want them to, so I don't have to hear that. <laughs> well, the other, I mean, the other thing to consider is that like, okay, you like playing classic and you can't afford your $15 a month subscription. 
you can still i mean this this sounds kind of terrible but it's like you can still play retail to get the gold to buy the token to then play classic like you kind of have to put in some work that you don't want to do for it and jump through some extra hoops but you can do it so it's not like if you want to play classic you're stuck completely that's true So then they probably don't actually really need to implement it here because of that. I mean, unless you really want the gold for end game, but I that wouldn't be a good idea. I, I just think that for the true vanilla experience that they keep saying they want to go for, they don't need tokens because that yeah. will not be a vanilla experience. Well, I mean, you could argue that gold selling did exist back in the day. So, I mean, it's not completely outside the realm of what the vanilla experience was. But it's, yeah, I'm, I'm not making that argument. I'm just saying you could make that argument. Thanks. Thanks, Nick. You just gave every person arguing for this an argument to make. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. Nick the troublemaker. Yep. Apparently, <laughs> thanks, Nick. Really appreciate that. Maybe that's what Blizzard should do: is they should implement the token, but do it under the guise that they're actually a third-party gold seller. And so, <laughs> technically, they're actually running the whole operation, but nobody knows that it's them because they're actually going in and spelling out whatever their little knockoff website is and corpses for everybody to go to. Yes, oh, I remember that. Was, that. I remember that. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> Like you'd have to like mo- like even even to read what they wrote, you'd have to like alter your camera settings to zoom like back super far. <laughs> uh. Anyways, but let us uh, let us I guess do our shoutouts. Um. All right, um, I'll you first. Well, I'm going to have two again this week. Okay. It's just, it's going to happen. My first one is to Nick for joining us, even though it was like literally a week ago about this time. I was like, oh, we need someone else. Hey, Nick, what are you doing? You you so graciously accepted. I'm very appreciative. Thank you so much. And my other one is to the Coral Avalanche who just beat the Detroit Red Wings. Sorry, Gimli. <laughs> Not sorry. Yeah, that's it. We beat a rival. I had to say something. All right then. Uh, <laughs> Nick, how about you? I'm gonna I'm gonna do two shout outs. One is to my son who fell asleep literally five minutes before we started recording Attaboy. here. So um <laughs> he just got in under the wire. So everything worked out perfectly there for me. Um and I was I was biting my fingernails over that. Uh the other shout out is to Taliesin and Evatel. Uh because they had uh was it a, a boy, I think? That's right. They had the so, baby. So now uh, they can learn all about the joys of getting your kid to bed five minutes before you record. (laughs) So uh, congrats to them, and uh, I look forward to hearing more about their journeys into parenthood. Yay. All right, and my shout-out is a bit of Toasty for not being here so I can do all the D&D stuff that I know he'd love to see and hear and talk about. I hope you're enjoying Tom Mexico, bud. Can't wait to have you back next week. Sassy Medros. Hell yeah. I, I now I know four people who are living it who are in Mexico right now, and I'm freezing my butt off. You're not bitter or anything, right? Absolutely not. Ish. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, so that is going to be about it. Uh, so let's do our outro. If you'd like to reach us by voicemail, our number is one seven eight five ata wow 5 That's one seven eight five two eight two nine six nine five. You can send emails to show at allthingsazeroth.com. If you like what we do here, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash allthingsaz. 
Join our new Battle.net group at bit.ly slash bnetata. Check out Ali's show at dungeonfables.com and Toasty's stream at twitch.tv slash toastypostycat. You can find us on Twitter at allthingsaz for the show, at medros for myself, at fandeth, that's P-H-A-N-D-E-T-H, at toastypostycan, at aliandersk, and at dawnforge. As well, please check out other shows from the Dawnforge Productions Network, including GroupQuest and Shattered Soulstone. And we'll be back next week. In the meantime, take care, happy hunting, and we'll see you on the other side of, well, Toshi's Return. And hopefully Shadowlands. Of course, because I won't be here for two weeks. Then we would have something to talk about. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> to get into the Shadowlands Alpha, you need to have Raffion's cloak. All right, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Dawn Forge Network. Copyright 2020.